Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Bubble. I am Montana Samuels. He is Mike Bonner. And Mike, we have had quite the week in news. Um, it's 2019. That's what happened. There are lawsuits. There are probably lawsuits that will be coming based off of people's actions. There are Nike. Lawsuits. Yeah, that's a lot of lawsuits. Nike jersey sales. Uh, basically, what we're going to do is talk about the three major, well, two major lawsuits and then uh, one incident that I'm sure a lawsuit uh, that will, a lawsuit that'll come from the incident. But, um, what Nicholas Sandman, right? The Covington Catholic student um, who sort of uh, pushed into the limelight after um, the incident in Washington. Um, he is now suing the Washington Post. Well, he and his family, as yeah, his family on behalf of his family, are suing the Washington Post for two hundred and fifty million dollars, which coincidentally is how much Amazon owner. Jeff Bezos paid to purchase the post in 2013. I thought that was a little interesting tidbit. It is interesting because if that's if they're going for the value of the post, I don't know if it has increased or decreased. I don't. Yeah, I honestly don't know. It would be interesting to actually. To I know. feel like it's increased then. I don't. It would know. be difficult to say that a newspaper has increased in value. I think they are one of the two that can say they have in the. Uh, <laughs> you can say a lot of things. Donald <laughs> Trump era. I. I, I would have agreed before we saw, and th- th- we're getting into a different thing, but I would have agreed it, it before the BuzzFeed and, you know, because everyone thought BuzzFeed's value increased too and they laid people off. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that, that's why I would find it interesting because I could see people saying it has increased in value and I could see people saying it decreased in value. So I would like to know the actual, the actual thing. The that's actual, not why we're here. Ta- yeah. I, Bezos I, isn't selling. We're not asking about the, uh, the value at this point. No. But, um, Mike had an interesting idea, which was to contrast this story um, with the Jesse Smollett, the Empire actor who, um, when did this happen? Last week? Two weeks ago? Well, I think it happened a month ago. A month ago. So one month ago, um, the Empire actor, Jesse Smollett, Smollett, um, said that he was, I guess, jumped on the... On the subway in Chicago and streets. No, I, I thought it was. Was it the? Regardless, he he was basically assaulted. Um, his, none of it happened anyway. So. Yeah, but spoiler: none of it actually happened. But his claim was that it was two people who were screaming uh, some it's, sort of MAGA rhetoric, um, and it turns out that he he just paid those people to do that because he was unhappy with his contract for Empire, right? That yeah yeah that that seems to be the the reports that are happening yeah. right now and he has since been charged with disorderly yes. conduct yes um, and it, and it looks from what I've read said that a lot of times people the the government system doesn't like to put people in prison for false yeah. police reports 
Uh, but they usually get probation. Yeah. Uh, the big thing here was is though that they usually have to pay for the investigation, and this Yikes. was a month long investigation. Um, and I think I read somewhere that uh, a similar thing had happened, and a person split the cost of about a day of mm-hmm. investigative work, and it was like sixteen thousand dollars. A lot of money. So he could have to pay a six figures. Yeah. Well, that's not really going to help how upset he is about his contract, but... um, There is irony there that he did this to gain money, and now he's he's going to have to pay a lot more money for that. Well, and also... And and so, what do you think is the interest... Let let me turn this around on you. What do you think is the interesting thing to play off of in each of these two cases? Um, Yeah, we we talked a lot about it. I think we maybe differ a little bit. Maybe we agree. I think we found a common ground here where... I don't see the interesting. Here's the interesting thing to me: I don't see a lot of difference in the actions of both pers- to both parties. Um, the Jesse Smollett and the lawsuit, to me, are, are and I can't speak for either. Uh, we don't know all the facts. I think that's a huge thing on all of these things to have a conversation. Let's not jump to well, conclusions. Yeah, and, and that's another so clearly from this yeah. Jesse Smollett thing. Let's let's vet everything out. But sure, in theory. Uh, I think both were, are, is, were money motivated. Um, there think, are yeah, causes, clear, yeah. there are causes that linked themselves or are currently linking themselves, attaching themselves to these two individuals. But I don't know if either mm. person genuinely cares. Well, if what we're reading true is true about Jesse Small, it clearly does not care because the damage done to the causes that are linking to him mm-hmm. is quite a bit. And then we see this lawsuit. I don't really know if the uh, Sandman family truly 100% like believes the Washington Post is Satan on earth and just this propaganda machine that is mm-hmm. pushing out just nonsense. I, I can't see that as a like a, a real belief that they believe this is just yellow journalism and right, a right. waste paper basket of paper. So to me... There are a lot of causes jumping on. What are the consequences for those two causes that that are attaching themselves to these two events? And one, we don't know the answer to the lawsuit because it hasn't been filed yet. Depending on how that happens, uh, what the decision of that lawsuit is really kind of determines what kind of effect it will have. We can really look at the Jesse Smollett case right now uh, and see you know, what kind of consequences they have. And it's mm. interesting because I don't think either person or party really necessarily cares as much for the cause as they do for the money that potentially came from their cause. Sure. I, I think there's a couple of things I want to sort of... Yeah, I talked for a little I, bit there. Go I, for it. I think... So first, to your point that there are causes attaching to these people and not that... the I, I think in the case of... This is particularly important in the case of Jesse Smollett, whereas... I don't think causes the cause attached to him largely because he he was a black man who said he was assaulted by white supremacists. But I I think the difference is he used that cause as his jumping off point. So I th- I think whereas Sandman he was wearing a MAGA hat and but realistically you could probably argue that a lot of that was motivated by groupthink. Um, with the group of students he was with. I think the the cause of like Donald Trump and his call for fake news connected themselves to Sandman. I mean, he tweeted about it. I have, I can pull up the tweet. But I think 
the difference with the Smollett case is he tried to use a cause to his advantage, which backfired. And frankly, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what is more damaging, whether or not a cause attaches itself to a person and then it's proven wrong, or whether or not the person who used the cause was proven wrong. It feels more disingenuous to mm-hmm. use the cause, obviously. But I, like you said, I, I'm not really quite sure... Um, if it matters in terms of the damage done, whether or not he used the cause as his jumping off point or if the cause just attached itself to him. And I, but, I see, I would say that the, the the lawsuit against the post is is similar because uh, I'm not sure a $250 million lawsuit would have been filed, say, t- 10 years ago or eight years sure, ago. Sure, but it's sort or of under after a different- the, but it's after the fact, right? So like Jesse Smollett used the cause in the incident that is bringing him. Oh, I see what you're saying. So he, the the the- the cause or the idea was what sparked his action. Yes. Okay, I see what exactly. you're saying. Yep. The cause was part of his plan gotcha. to yep. do that. Because it, w- it was a premeditated thing. He mm-hmm. knew what he was doing. There are allegations that he even I practiced, see. ran through it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Nicholas Sandman, I don't think ever... Well, no, he I, didn't. I don't, I don't, I don't know <laughs> what 16-year-olds on the internet think nowadays. But my assumption is I wouldn't have expected that I go to a March for Life rally and Donald Trump is all of a sudden tweeting... Go get them, Nick. Fake news. You know, which he did. uh, Donald Trump tweeted about the lawsuit after it came out. He said the Washington Post ignored basic journalistic standards because it wanted to advance its well-known and easily documented biased agenda against President Donald J. Trump, quoting from the lawyers. And then he went on to say, Covington student suing WAPO. Go get them, Nick. Fake news. So I think the obvious difference is you can see... Well, there, there's a couple of obvious differences, right? Obviously, Nick Sandman still has a a pretty substantial backing being the president of the United States. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of things, right? The Jesse Smollett thing, he, it was proven to be a lie. And in the Nicholas Sandman case, there there's no... He's has it been proven yet, technically speaking. Not that it won't be. Well, true. Okay, but fine. let's just yeah. There's questions about <laughs> right. the integrity. It seems of like it, argument. but the way everything yeah. is going, let's sure. let's not let, let's not jump on sure. something like sure. so many people. There, there are certainly questions about the integrity of his argument. Whereas in the Nicholas Sandman case, you can argue that the the Washington Post didn't do anything wrong. And I think that's certainly an argument as journalists we would make. But at the same time, he can't really to the base of people that he has a t- has la- has been latched onto by, there's no way you can tell. Like, they're right because Nicholas Sandman's standing up for what they believe in, right? I think there's a difference there, right? Because in the Sandman case, it's going to be really hard to, pro- to prove to the people who support him that he was wrong, right? Whereas Je- Jesse Smollett's case, objectively, you have like a this happened or a this didn't happen. Yeah, I, 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 I hope that, and I think that's part of the problem of the atmosphere and the attitude we have in the country right now is yeah. I would hope whatever the decision of the lawsuit is um, would f- form people's opinions on what happens. My understanding and just being a journalist would guess that it's really difficult to kind of prove that. Yeah, However, he is a private citizen. I don't know how that kind of works into it. So mm. um, what, point being, if the court judges something, that that's the system we live in. Yeah. And, that's the, yeah. and just like in the Jesse Smollett situation, um, people, sh- whatever the, you know, I guess maybe I should flip it the other way in terms of 
there are going to be people who say um, if uh, actually we yeah that that um, regardless of the outcome of the lawsuit, he was right. And I you know there's going to be people right. who say Jesse Smollett, regardless of what the police say, there you know he was right because. They're, they're yeah. the pro. I mean, the extreme. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're going to have the same thing of people saying, "Oh, the courts. Who knows about the courts?" And the people are going to say, "Well, yeah, it's the Chicago police. How can you trust them?" Yeah, I mean, I certainly get where you're coming from. I just think unless Jesse, Jesse Smollett completely says, "Yeah, my bad," which he has not yet done, from my understanding. Yeah, true. I don't. I I just feel like with the. <sighs> The Nick Sandman thing seems a little bit more ambiguous. But let me, so I, I would agree, but let's, for the sake of this discussion, sure. if Jesse Smollett doesn't admit, he, does, he doesn't plead guilty, he says right. not guilty and the courts convict him and he has to serve him in jail time, do you think right. people are going to say that, wow, that, like the cops got it right, that, you know, this was a frame, uh, he, he did it all himself? People that are informed or internet trolls? Well, that, that, that's what I would say. The same like thing. Influencer, like pe- influential people that support the cause that Jesse Smollett sort of used as his jumping off point, or people yeah, like I, internet. I would be interested to see because again, if he's saying he didn't, that this wasn't framed, and I don't think again that yeah, he's I just done think anything. so many people have already flipped on it. I, I think I, I mean from my what I think from this first though I, I believe from what I saw the uh, when it happened I think Ellen came to his you know defense and there was someone else who came to his defense when it, it was initially when it was reported, initially reported like sure, and now a lot of now celebrities haven't said anything I, I guess like the people I've been following like writers and like radio oh, sure, personalities sure. they're coming out and saying like well this is not a good but celebrities and that stuff, they have yeah, a different, cele- you know. I mean, we talk about celebrities on social media pretty often. Like, they, they only speak when it's beneficial right. for them. It doesn't really I do would a just, celebrity yeah, any good yeah. to come out and say, well, I was re- really wrong about that. Oh, yeah. Because they can just let it float there. My whole point would just be, I wonder what the reaction would be if he doesn't admit guilt. Because then there's a narrative yeah. that, that you are placing trust in the government, which is really what he's saying caused this thing in the MAGA and everything like that. Yeah. Well, I think realistically, if that happens, we're just going to probably have a lot of annoying conversations at parties moving forward where someone's like, yeah, well, what good. about the Jesse Smollett thing? And we're just like, did you like, I don't know what about it? Like what you want to talk about about it? And they're like, well, it was bad. Was like, well, did you read everything? It's right. It's just another like really annoying conversation piece for people who are like half informed probably. But and a lot know. of them are. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, there, there are things I, I feel like this is where we can sort of talk about the journalistic uh, proponent of it as well, where it was sort of interesting. I, I think journalism had taken a lot of flack in the past month for being like too light handed. Yeah. Issue, yeah. Issues of race. It, like people wanted the journalists to immediate in like legacy media companies to immediately say in this racist act. Right. And the Jesse Smollett thing was a big example of that. People and a lot of journalistic entities sort of called it what it was like this was a racist act, which at the time we all kind of believed. But now it's sort of it's sort of reverting back to okay, well maybe there is a world now where we need to see things play out. In addition to that, there's been a lot of like sort of think PC type things over the last few days. The initial wave was like this is really damaging. Like I think this is going to be detrimental to the cause. And then recent like something just popped up from Slate where um, an article is was written about why this alleged hoax won't really change how people feel about hate crimes. Like, it won't really do too much. So I think... Yeah. I think the Jesse Smollett thing's really interesting because 
hate crimes in white and black and brown relations are sort of at the top of people's minds, particularly in like the left leaning, like journalism world and political world. I think people think a lot about that. So it's sort of interesting now in the era we live in where like something needs to be published every hour to see people working through those thoughts in real time with pieces of journalism or pieces of thought or editorials. Yeah. It's, it's, you got to learn and if you don't learn from the mistakes, yeah, then then you know what are you doing? So I do think, yeah, hopefully, because I I truly believe that the way you understand things is through thought yeah. and digestion and see what happens, sure. and that's really the basis of this entire podcast. When we started way back when, it was let's yeah. have conversations rather than screaming matches or labeling things here and like sure. this is this is what it is because we're dealing with people and people aren't definitive they like they're they're complex and these, yeah. so these issues are complex and the 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 scary sad thing about this smollett case is while people as everything i just said is true we like to, especially in social media or in our news, yep. label things. So now you're going to have this backlash of people saying, oh, see, as in the, uh, we can, you know, put it right at home. When uh, Adam Jones of the Baltimore Orioles yeah. accused uh, the fan at Fenway Park of uh, using a racial slur or hurling one at him, not mm-hmm. yet to describe him or call him, uh, there were people in the Boston area who said, oh, he's, he's lying. He's making it up. Why would, you know, right. no one heard this. So that's kind of absurd. So now this Jesse Smollett thing, which that whole thing is absurd. Everyone believed Adam Jones. Yeah. Uh, now this Jesse Smollett thing kind of opens that door to that absurdity. It's, it's you know, it's much like someone... Ha- you know, in the Me Too movement where the one person, I think, you know, 99% mm-hmm. of people, the studies show that 90% of people who come forward yeah. are truthful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that 10% sometimes or 1% spoils it for the rest because yeah. for some reason people in- think that people coming forward like this mm-hmm. are making things up or seeking money, which is exactly yeah. what Smollett was doing. That's the scary and sad part of this that I see the consequences of it. Yeah. No, I think that's totally right. There, There's certainly a... That is a weird trend, right? Is like the the people who are more offended by the people who lied about it than the yeah. people who like particularly in the Me Too instance, you see a lot of men coming out harder against women who make false rape accusations. Which full stop. That's a horrid thing. Like they're I Sure. I think everyone would agree. But it's, it's rare. But it's strange to see that much condemnation for the person who lied about it or fabricated the story and not nearly as much condemnation for the rapists. Yeah. Lying is bad, period. So whether you're lying... endangers someone else's freedom. Right. right? So, yeah, exactly. So whether you're lying about... You're right. Like, why are you? Why would someone get so angry and lying about Jesse Smollett, right. but then not get angry over the person who actually was doing something that and like? And I think that's the role Donald Trump plays in all of this, right? Is it, it's become that political sports environment where it's like, this is my. I mean, Duke rooting for laundry. Carolina, yeah, Duke, Duke in North Carolina played last night. It's Donald Trump and the liberals. One is I'm not gonna. If I called one Duke and one North Carolina, I'm sure I would get a lot of angry tweets saying we're not that that side, we're the other side. But you know, it's like it's your sports team. You're either for I'm, the left or you're for the right, and everything now is that sports environment. I mean, you see Jesse Smollett use MAGA as his sort of jumping off point. He could have said neo Nazis. He could have said 
uh, Ar- what like Aryan Brotherhood. He could have said any litany of things, but instead he said MAGA, and that brings a whole nother set of connotations in. Right? I, and I think that that I love that metaphor because it's. I wonder how that affects the entire conversation because in the oh, country, yeah. because when you think about it, so if you're at a, if you're at a, um, a bar or whatever, and you're watching, or even just at an event or in at a party, whatever, and you're talking, you know, Red Sox, Yankees, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan state, Ohio state, and mm-hmm. that's kind of going on. But not everyone is a Duke or North Carolina fan. Sure. Not everyone likes sports. Right. So how is it the narrative formed or the conversation or the thought formed to a 50% independent when you think of the country that doesn't want to pledge allegiance to a team that is wondering now they may lean. Let's stick with that metaphor and say, Hey, you know what? I like Mookie Betts. Like I I like his, his thing, but I don't want to be a diehard Red Sox fan because Hey, I think Aaron judge is kind of a cool dude too. How does that person form their thoughts when it's so, as you mentioned, you're for us or against us. If you're not thinking Mookie Betts is the best player that's ever played ever, you can't like Aaron Judge. You must hate him. Right. How is that narrative for the person? It's like, well, but I kind of like both. How do they find their voice in this whole thing? And I don't know. And I'm just kind of you're, asking you're it. about the political landscape. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm using that metaphor yeah. in a political landscape because you know those people out there do exist when you look at polls. Yeah. 50% identify themselves as independents. Now, some of them certainly lean, mm-hmm. but there are some that you know want to go both ways that say, hey, I like some ideas here. Hey, I like some ideas there. Strictly politically speaking now. Yeah. How do they find a voice when everything else is like, oh, no, you can't. Like, you you have to hate that other side. You can't like anything they do. Yeah, I mean, I think that... I, I That's think, the problem with the sports mentality. I think realistically, it is a lot easier to say that you're like a fully free-thinking independent and then in reality be leaning one side or the other, whether that be parental influence, whether that be your circle of friends, whether that be otherwise. Because I I think independence is like a a really pure American instinct where like if you're asked on like a a survey, well, what do you consider yourself? Independent. And I think a lot of people associate that with their sort of like intellectual freedom. Right. It's like, yeah, I, I think I'm my own thoughts. But in reality, I mean, you see it a lot of times around election where it's like you sort of get that down ballot effect where you it's it was like with the um in the 2016 election they talked a lot about like republicans sort of coming home to roost right where it's like well i don't like donald trump but like can i really vote for a democrat and then you saw that happening and i think that's probably true in any political conversation but I think where like your base leanings always come back at the sure end of the day. but let's stick with the sports analogy i think it's a perfect one you have people who are season ticket holders and go to every single yeah. game and can know the players by facial recognition know their right. you know their stats and everything and then you have the person who goes to a game a year and, you know, yeah. they, they watch the games and they're going to be happy when, right. you know, the team wins. But they're also not going to be sad or, you know, they're not going to be heartbroken, crushed for a week yeah. when they lose. And at the end of the day, the team is taking both their money. The dollar be- right. for the de- season ticket holder counts right. just as much the dollar for the one game person. Just like the vote of the yeah. Hillary Clinton's vote counted just as much as Donald Trump's vote. Like there's right. no it's one vote. So how do you then form that? Because there are different levels of fandom or, uh, you know, 
liberalism or conservatism. Yeah. So I think that's what, how do you form that conversation when it seems the national narrative is everyone's a season ticket holder yeah. who watches every game? Well, I think uh, a lot of times people just don't form that conversation, right? And that's I the problem. That's yeah. The, I think that's sort of the elephant in the room here is we have, there's a lot of people who just, you know, skim headlines and their, their opinion on an issue is based on whether or not the headline was good or bad towards that subject. Right? And do they talk? Because I, I, I'm guessing they, the, maybe water maybe cooler, feel right? right, but they might feel intimidated to speak to the season ticket holder because they ought, they know. I think they that, probably. Hey, yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. true. Yeah, I think that's really. I I, I do think since two thousand sixteen. Well, I'm not going to say since two thousand sixteen because I I think the Obama years are sort of underrated and America becoming more politicized. Right. Um, you can speak to whatever racial undertones you would like to about that. I because I think those are certainly valid, but. Um, I, yeah, I, I just think that's that sort of thing that we're talking about where people are either intimidated or outspoken about their political connections to certain issues are, is sort of forcing the conversations that we have to different, more, more left or more right places right. out in the open. I think to, to come back to where we were, the Jesse Smollett case, if, and here's where conversations I think are so valuable because mm-hmm. Assuming that he made it up and he did this for his personal gain, there's a conversation to be had of why did he think that or the fact that he thought that he could do this and then get away with it for personal gain, for sympathy, for whatever. What does that say about our country? And that's not going to be had because it's going to be, oh, he was wrong. Oh, he was right. Who cares if he was? That's irrelevant. Who cares about this guy? He obviously seems like kind of a jerk if he was trying to take advantage of a cause or was using this selfishly for money. But why, why would he pick this cause? Why is this cause available to us? Let's have oh, that conversation, that, but we're not going sure. to have that. The me- the media. Now I sound like a crazy person, but you know, <laughs> but the, the 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 media conversation will be: Was he right? Was he wrong? What did he do? Rather than the issue at hand yeah, that he, he brought that, up. Well, and I think that's why places like like a slate or like these different non traditional media outlets that sort of let people opine on those with yeah. like more historical context are really important, right? Which yeah. is why it's sort of sad to see these digital media companies gutted because a lot of people who have that sort of context and are given the free reign to write like that are often working at these digital media companies. Um, but you're, yeah, you're not going to, you know, CNN or your local news for this because that, to answer the question I just asked mm-hmm. about the issue, that's not something that can be discussed in a two minute, so- a two minute. There's no yeah. even two minute sound like bites, 30 seconds. Like, yeah. yeah. 30, 30 second sound bite or something. And yep. then having talking heads for five minutes to go and then leave. It's yeah. much more complicated than that. And you need, yeah, it's you need 2,500 months words. of report. Yeah. And, and months of reporting. So and that, I don't know how, what the value people value that for. So yeah, it's, it's rough. It's, yeah. it's interesting to see how that is solved and how it's covered. Yeah, well, and I, I think the, the sort of the sad part about this is it'll just continue to play out in front of our eyes, right? I, I don't I don't know what'll happen in either instance, but I I don't really see. Yeah, I just, there's not really any positive that can come from. Well, I don't I I guess from the conservative standpoint, if Nick Sandman wins two hundred fifty million dollars, that would be a positive for them. But I 
I mean, I I certainly would not like to see the Washington Post sued for two hundred and fifty million dollars. It would be it would, well it, it would it would be kind of I, I think I would be surprised because it doesn't yeah I mean I I suppose you can sort of speak to this as like a as a career journalist like that doesn't seem like a, a libel or slander case that's going to be won. You never know. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, it does because really as as the, powerful as the. Sinman lawyers are going to be because they're going to have some backing. The Washington Post lawyers are going to be just as powerful. And that's another yeah. unfortunate part about it is it shouldn't really matter how powerful your lawyers are. I'm not saying the Post well, will win. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying they will win because they have better lawyers. The other ones will win better because they have better lawyers. The, the, the issue certainly matters. Yeah. But when you have you know those heavy hitters in there, it kind of becomes less about the issue and more about... The lawyer. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the great analogy sticking hey, was sticking with sports again is when you have those the best of the best just like anything else you want the best carpenter hey they're going to build a really awesome house yeah you have the best lawyer um the, the cases are case. you know it, it, you have to it's almost like pitching a perfect game you know to beat that those yeah. strong of lawyers but that being said it's it's extremely difficult to to libel an individual yeah um and it's they're only real and I'm not a legal expert by any stretch of the imagination, right. but you'd have to really kind of focus in on he's a private figure. Which with the internet, I don't And know even that, still, yeah. I, I think they would have a case with the private figure. Uh, the especially, especially, yeah, but they'd have a case. Um, regardless, they'd then have to show that they slandered him. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, ju- I just frankly I, don't see it. Yeah, I, that, that's 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 a little bit more difficult. Um, but then again, I didn't read all of the coverage, and yeah. I don't know what was editorialized, which could be potentially yeah, an issue. Yeah, I think they pointed to like five to seven articles um, that were written about him that they said like pan him in a negative light. So it, it was probably those like five to seven pieces that were written immediately following. It, it'll be interesting for, as a as a journalist to follow, anyways, because mm-hmm. I don't. I wonder. I'm curious what kind of precedent it might set. Um, sure. specifically because again, I, I didn't read all of it and this is just in general speaking of liable cases, but it's difficult for me to picture a straight news article being libelous of covering an event of what happened, right. you know, like this is what happened right. at the event editorials, editorially speaking, it will be interesting still, but the decision Say that they won. Just mm-hmm. again, for the sake of this conversation, this is Sandman. Sa- yeah, yeah. The, the Washington Post had to pay two hundred fifty million dollars because an editorial slandered him right. or whatever. What does that then mean for editorials going sure. forward? Especially not for the Washington Post because it's probably very rare that they would talk about. Right. But for local newspapers, what does it mean for criticism in general? Well, for local yeah. newspapers, because then there you're going to be maybe editorializing about much, much smaller more, figures, yeah, figures who yeah. aren't like is the owner of a mom pop store, a public figure, right. maybe, maybe not like, can you write negatively about the restaurant now? Right. Or, yeah. So yeah, I, I think, I think the decision and therefore it's potential precedent setting would, would be interesting for a, yeah, a, a journalism person. Um, quickly, do you want to update the people on the Colin Kaepernick story? Um, his settlement with the NFL. Yeah. Speaking of lawsuits, like, yeah, he settled the NFL. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, settle. We uh, the figures haven't been made for the settlement, but he sort of had an interesting week. Um, Nike reveal after the settlement was reached. Nike came out with a Colin Kaepernick icon jersey, which sold out. 
Um, so there you go. Kaepernick had already had a jersey of his own too that he that sold out prior. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and then a lot of the talk. So there, there's there were like two other small things. There was was the American Alliance of Football. Is that the new league? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think the interesting thing, and I I don't necessarily care about that, but I was listening. to No, I that's what I the note I made. Yeah, on the AAF was which I don't really. Like, I don't care. <laughs> the The interesting thing with Kaepernick now is, again, it changes the conversation because uh, I, I it's not my point. Uh, I credit uh, High Noon, Bomani Jones, and Pablo mm-hmm. Torre, where the narrative for this should now change because right. you have now settled with the NFL and really the conversation of how come he's not playing anymore, how come someone's on hiring really is not relevant anymore because yeah. he has agreed that – the NFL has agreed, yeah, you probably should have been playing. Or yeah, the yeah, de- the really, details yeah. in there, we don't want them to get out, so we're just yeah, we're just it's fine. worth us they, to pay you. Money, we, and then he is agreeing with that settlement that okay, we're good now. Like we are we're even, yeah, so to speak. So now the idea Partially, of yeah. so where where does he now go from here would be interesting. Well, I what, think that, yeah, what does his voice become? Because was, I agree. I, I thought that was really interesting because I, I think a lot of the things that you saw immediately after this were just like, does this increase his chances to play in the NFL? And I think as a sports writer, particularly with like demands on how many things that you have to post daily, that that's a fine thought, particularly a yeah. lot of that was coming out of Carolina because Eric Reed, who kneeled alongside him, is on that team. I'm so disinterested in whether or not Colin Kaepernick plays in the NFL again. Like, I, I yeah, think I, that his legacy is not that he was a pretty good quarterback for a couple of years and then his performance dwindled. I think it's much more about what he stands for. Yeah, and yeah, so it's, 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 it, to me, if the, the lingering of that conversation just kind of, gets to the point of this entire conversation dating back is having a conversation saying, Oh, he should play or he should not play. That's really not the point. It's really unimportant. Yeah. It's not the point of the conversation, especially when that conversation has been settled by both parties, right? Both parties agree, whether you agree with that or not, it doesn't matter. The people involved agreed. So, or have at least known that their case wasn't good enough to win. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) says more than an agreement. Uh, so, I, I think now again, much like the the um, the Empire actor case, and yeah. even the uh, well, especially that one, it's not so much about the incident or Colin Kaepernick not playing. Yeah. It's what is the yep. what? Why was he not? Why did he again protest? And then why yep. did this person think that this was an issue he could take advantage of? Yep. Do you think I? I uh, my general understanding of things settled out of court is there's a non-disclosure agreement attached to that usually there for this. I know that there was, there was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I hadn't um, like fully dove into all of the coverage, but that makes sense. That's kind of a bummer. I would have liked to know what the, uh, the evidence in the kit or like what the things that the NFL thought they couldn't um, counter legally would have been. That's the point know. of the settlement. I know. I know. Real bummer. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just, it was I, a point. No, the, the, the point uh, that I thought was funny too that Bowani Jones made uh, was, again, the missing the issue and everyone just saying, oh, see, it was about money the entire time because, you know, he didn't, oh, he didn't yeah. want the things. Of course it was. It's a lawsuit. Yeah. That's what money, it, like, yeah. of course it was about he money. He lost a lot of money. He like, was he wanted the playing money. in yeah. the league and now he was not. Like, yes, it's about money. Just like the Washington Post 
It's about money. Yeah. He's not suing for a dollar. Right. As like a person. Like Taylor Swift did. Right. When Taylor Swift uh, sued that radio DJ, it was for like 99 cents right. or something. He's that's suing a, for $250 million. Yeah. It's about the it's money. It's about the money. It is always about the money. It's like when you're suing somebody, about it's about yeah, making it's yourself equal like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or better yourself or like for past due. Right. Like he. Right. Yeah. Colin, Colin Kaepernick was of the belief he should have been playing and earning quite a healthy sum of money. He wasn't. He felt wronged. He got some money. And now he he feels that he got a healthy sum of money. Yeah. That was satisfying. Which he probably him. did. Colin, if you're listening, come on the pod. Speaking of, Speaking so of, that's what I thought you were going to bring up, and then you threw the Kaepernick thing at me, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we're going to talk no, about, too. Well, yeah, I, I I didn't really know. I don't know, Mike. I, I couldn't figure out a segue to, this to is, get here. This is the end of season two, and we are unsure if season three will be renewed. Yeah, this is a, this is a very condensed season two. Um, Mike is shifting careers well that's maybe a weird way to put it no yes yeah, shifting job locations yeah i will be uh working at mass live yep uh and i'll be based out of worcester mass live is uh the home base is in springfield but they are one of the few entities actually uh in the state that covers truly covers the most of the state so they're still not the entire state south coast right. they haven't gotten here yet uh, but they do cover uh springfield worcester and boston so that's you know central yep uh western and uh the Boston area and maybe sometime they'll get down to, uh, the South coast. But yeah, this is my, my last day at the standard times this Thursday. Yep. This which will be one of my last acts as reporter of the standard times, yeah. which for this podcast, uh, we don't know what that means yet. We're no, right. we don't. We're not saying that it, there's not going to happen, but we also don't want to make promises we can't keep. Yeah. There would have to be some restructuring that goes on with maybe where the home of the podcast is, maybe how we record it. Just different things that sort of go along with one. It, it's a, a company at the end of the day. So sadly, Mike and I don't really own the podcast. If we will have ourselves back, we hope you'll join us. Yeah. So I, I guess that's a way, good way to kick uh, kick us out of here. Mike, it has been fun if this is the last episode. Uh, let's hope not. We are all excited for your new career opportunities. And like Mike said, this is, if we have another episode, we really hope you guys Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.